fuck? Hold on. Uh What is that? I think I think Vic left his air horn on. Oh fuck. It's like an evil air horn too. This it's one's like, unsettling. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a dark air horn. We need to Oh god. Do we can we fire our own and perhaps the beams will meet and cancel each other out? Okay, let's give it a shot. Did it work? Okay, they got it. All right. Oh, oh, that's a spooky situation. Sorry there, listener, that you happened to join us uh, right at this cataclysmic air horn event. But we have <laughs> managed to avert the podcast apocalypse because it's Radio Free Tote Bag and I'm Donovan. And I'm Arthur. And that was, uh, all jokes aside, that was the legit uh, air horn sound that Vic uses. He sent us to yeah. it, quote, as a little gift afterwards the file for it we're very excited that's it's probably like this is a high point for me so far in my audio engineering career that i have it's kind of like uh you know how djs will go crate digging to like find like you know rare b-sides and shit right. and white labels and like record swaps and stuff this is like the the internet meme lord equivalent <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a, a precious gem yeah. sort of thing it's very it's got its own unique structure. You know, it's still in the air horn class, which we are very familiar with, but this is like an artisan-made haunted air horn. Do we want to do the side-by-side -side of the one I made and the new one, or in the one that he used? I am curious to hear that, because Arthur put together, uh, we tried to like match Vic's air horn beforehand, and you were saying you couldn't find one that sounded like it, right? I was actually fairly confident in it. I think I got pretty close. This is no, no, so, I'm saying you you had to like edit a file yourself to get it to right, sound like that, right? Right. I wasn't able to like because I knew it was sort of like the one. It's the air horns that they play at like basketball games. You would have this in like the crowd, right? At a basketball game, and it's, it's something he put like a reverb on it, and like so. I think I got pretty close. He put black magic on it. Is what That's happened. True. It's a haunting one. Let's hear them side by side. Okay, so here's here's the original. This is the Vic Burger one. And here's mine. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. <laughs> it's still on repeat, damn it. It's back. Our powers were not strong oh, enough. God. And oh, you, no. the listener, will have to oh, listen no. to air horns oh, for God. the entire episode. <laughs> Make it stop, Jesus. This is no longer a bit. We've lost fucking control. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I think it did a good job. Mimicking. Okay, but this one's mine. This one's mine. It's very close. There's yeah. there's something. There's like a like if you listen to an old degraded tape or something. There's something yeah. about Vix that sounds a little found footage, like spooky. As I said, I'm convinced that it is haunted. There but is an authenticity to it. There is an authenticity to it for sure. Well, fucking wonderful to have in the arsenal. We'll kind of have to figure out when to deploy the special air horn. Sure. But I'm sure we'll figure that out as we go along. Uh, but there you go, listener. We know you love the air horns, and we figured, how about the first four minutes of the episode? Is just, just be air horns. Just air horns the whole time. <laughs> what if we made it a cacophony of horrifying <laughs> drops and stuff that Arthur loses control of halfway through? What if? Well, how are you doing? uh this week coming back from good interview times yeah uh i got my first stick i got uh stuck with the covis shot fuck yeah 
today, right? Today, this morning. You got uh, any side effects? Any sides? I think I was starting to get some, like a little bit of like you know the body ache thing you get when you're yeah. like when you're gonna get sick. Right. You get that like where your skin hurts. I think I got that a little bit in the afternoon as I was uh, getting ready to leave work, and my arms a little my arms a little sore. Ah! <laughs> oh no. I think it's I think it's worth it to help prevent the spread of a horrifying pandemic that stopped the world for a year. You know? That's that's true. That's good news though. I got the I got the second one over the weekend. Yeah, they've been I've been hearing that that's worse. That it's supposed get. to be worse. And my sister had gotten one and had a bad reaction. A lot of my basically all of my friends I had asked about it had, so I fucking prepared. I had heard take an emergency before and after might do something. That stuff's bogus, but maybe right. in this context, I'll fucking try anything. I got that. I got a Pedialyte. I got a bunch of like snacks and shit. I was set up to like, if I have to be in bed for like two days or something, I am prepared and fucking mm. nothing happened. And I'm almost <laughs> disappointed because I was just like, I spent a day just waiting for something bad to happen that I could have been doing some shit. That's funny. Uh, but so that's cool. At least I, I didn't, I didn't get the whole sick thing. Uh, that's probably because my immune system is so incredibly cool. Just <laughs> like the rest of me. I, uh, I came out of getting the stick. Uh, everybody was taken to these little individual tables where there's like somebody working a computer and somebody actually giving the stick. I don't know what the, uh. what the deal with that was. Um, but there was like somebody checking insurance and whatever, cause America's a hellhole. Uh, and when I got out of that, uh, I went to over to the little waiting area. They wanted you to wait 15 minutes before you leave the store in case you have some kind of bad reaction. Right. And uh, one of my coworkers at the unnamed retail establishment was there getting her stick, waiting for her. Oh, hey. to get there. So uh, shout out to, to Andrea. If you're if you're listening, we got to talk about the show and she's like, I need to listen to that. I'm like, Damn right. You need to listen to that. Yeah. Good thing to listen to while you're processing the microchips. Andrea yeah. shouts out. <laughs> I wanted to make a microchip bit at the thing, but I decided to go classy with it. I decided to just be a stoic. Yeah. The uh, uh, this time around, the uh, was a lady soldier who stuck me oh, the yeah. second time, and I think she thought it was cute because she asked me if I had any questions like four times within the stretch of sixty seconds, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Do, it could also just any... be, you know, the days of pro- giving vaccines to hundreds upon hundreds sure. of people. But I choose to believe that it's me. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Yeah. Can I have your number? <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, uh, we could uh, we could have a nice date paradropping into a sovereign nation on behalf of the CIA. <laughs> Woo. Woo. That's been Vaxstock, folks. Vaxstock. We'd love to see that we're uh, we're both coming up on this immunity because we have talked about doing some kind of live show when this is possible for yeah. everyone. This is the first fucking step, so keep an eye out. I, we're very excited to do things in person when we can. Yeah, everybody, get your get your stick so we can uh, we can do this fucking live show. So we can party down. Yeah, we want to achieve herd immunity like now. Yes, but the podcast audience specifically. Our audience needs to build our own herd immunity. Kind of like thinking of us and the listeners as a herd. That's kind of Mm. fun. We're just Mm. trucking around somewhere, solving relationship questions, hitting the wrong air horn button, 
and the right air horn button at the same time. You know, <laughs> sounds fun. A pastoral nomadic existence with our listeners. <laughs> and we roam and we talk. I guess we just, we wouldn't need microphones because they're all right there. So we're just doing the, sometimes we're like, it's podcast time. And then we start talking, it's the podcast. But other times we're just talking and we're like, this is not the podcast. Let's be clear. This is just us chatting among our pastoral nomadic group. <laughs> uh, I was actually, I was talking to Coralie yesterday. We were playing some Dark Souls 3 on the PC. And uh, she was like, it's really weird listening to the show while I'm out on a bike ride and then getting home from that bike ride and then talking to one of the people that was just doing the show. <laughs> like really disorienting. It, it, that is strange. I get that when we have guests and I, I like listening to a bunch of episodes beforehand to prepare or whatever. Yeah. I come on. It's like, oh, now I'm in the show. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of being in the show, you want to get into the show and I'd love that. Answer some questions. Fantastic. We got a good amount in the question box today. We got some good stuff from Reddit, too. Uh, the past few, I feel like we've had most, mostly question box, so we didn't even set an order, but that's okay. We're going to play fast and loose today, yeah. and we're going to start here on Reddit. BF27 dresses like teenager. I30F hate how my boyfriend 27 dresses. I've read a lot of previous posts about girls complaining that their boyfriends have horrible style. I'm clearly not the first to want to give her BF a makeover. I don't agree with a lot of the advice and the comments I've seen. I don't want to go shopping with him or dress him. I am not his mom. Fair. Good to know. I just want to get straight to the point and say, honey, it's time to stop dressing like you're in high school. You have a real person job and a real life girlfriend now. Start dressing like an adult. Would that be so bad? Is that mean? I know you can't change people, and I don't want to change who he is. I just wanted him to dress appropriately for his age. TLDR, can I tell my BF to start dressing better, or should I just accept him for who he is? And that was posted by Mission Yoon. Yoon. Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> uh, boy, this is this is kind of thorny for me. Uh, I can only really refer to my own uh, uh, fashion choices where I wore like graphic tees and uh, I would, as far as bottoms went, I I shoed jeans for a really long time and I would wear like uh, like uh, like slacks, like various like dress pants because you could get them in cooler colors than just blue. Right. Right. So I had some like burgundy dress pants. I really liked a green dress pant. Uh, and I would rock graphic tees with those was my style for the longest. And I don't know. I don't know what changed, but something something got to me. And I was like, OK, we're going to trade the graphics for solids. And uh, there you go. That's my whole new thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had, I had a similar experience down to the pants. Uh, but in my case, corduroys and cargo mm. pants for some reason. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't wear I didn't own a pair of jeans that were not like for a five for five-year-old me until i was 20 I just, sure. and i don't know why <laughs> it's just kind of i think i had a bad experience with jeans as a kid and thinking they were itchy and so i just swore off them for 15 years 
that could be it for me too. The texture in them can be a little raw sometimes, depending. It's also just when you're kind of at that level, because like there, I considered that a point in my life where I wasn't thinking too much about what I was wearing. Same. I didn't. I wasn't really trying to go for anything. It was kind of just like I'm picking this stuff that's comfortable, and here we go. And it shows that I don't care, and that's cool. But then I realized that there's a difference between coming off like you don't care and coming off like you don't fucking care. Sure. And it is a very big difference. And I had this moment of like, oh, fuck. And like, I, I don't I'm not dressing well and I don't know. I don't know how to either. I don't know what the fuck to do from here. And then that propelled me into like going on forums and trying different stuff and a lot of that process was also not great. <laughs> There's some <laughs> pictures of every picture of me before about age 25. I'm, I'm not looking great in the style department. Sure. Uh, but that's also okay. Like it's, it's a fucking process. It's, it's something you kind of got to figure out. Not everybody is going to do it. I kind of would encourage people to, cause it's a really good form of self-expression and all of that. This is all to say that it's going to be really fucking hard to just be like, Hey, change it up. Yeah, dress your age. Right. There's a good chance he hasn't, it sounds like he hasn't thought about that really, and he hasn't had to from what it sounds like. Uh but that it like beyond partner stuff, like that's that's good, that's a good thing to work on in your life, I I think. Uh but so you kind of gotta figure out if you if you think you can push this in the right direction and you're willing to kind of help along with the process, maybe of recommending stuff or talking about fashion and shit but like judging by the way this person wrote the question it doesn't sound like they particularly have the energy for that no They're, they have zero their only investment in it is i think to not be embarrassed anymore by him <laughs> uh they're like fuck i want to just press a button and not be embarrassed by his fashion sense anymore right um so i think like if you don't want to help him at all then you just got to ride it out and go he's going to go at his level and that's where it's going to be and hopefully one day he'll have that epiphany and he'll start wearing flannels like donovan or solids like me Woo! Uh, but that's that's what you gotta that's what's going to happen if you don't want to help him if you want to help him there's a number of avenues uh she sounds like she's already read a bunch of them uh, but one that i just thought of is there's those fucking like clothing box subscription things you familiar with these like yeah. stitch fix and all that they'll send you a bunch of out you can try shit on yeah try about, stuff you want or whatever yeah exactly okay. uh yeah. use uh, use offer code tote bag check out <laughs> to get 15 percent off for stitch fix i haven't i haven't used one of those but i i was also i mean i still am somebody honestly i for some reason i fucking hate shopping for clothes in person the process of trying shit on it stresses me out for some reason Hmm. even now at a point where i feel like very fucking comfortable with my fashion i still don't like it and that was like an anxiety barrier to me in the past so something like that might help where you can do the trying on at home and shit yeah Uh, so i'd I'd maybe look into like reviews and stuff and 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 see if you can figure out what what a good one is but that's not a bad option especially right now yeah get it get it shipped to your house uh, he can try some shit on and, uh, yeah, you don't have to take him shopping. Uh, and maybe you transfer ownership of the subscription to him over time. You go like, babe, I got you this thing. It's, it's, you know, it's X number of dollars this month. And you go, Hey, you're going to pay your fucking clothes bill. <laughs> there is, uh, 
Yeah, because I, I have I have some tips on also on kind of how to get him in this direction without having to go all in. But the thing that keeps kind of coming back to me here is uh, that thing they mentioned about not being able to change people. And I know yeah. we're talking about it. People change styles throughout their lives and all that. Uh, some people kind of grow into it and figure something out, but also some people don't. Right. And I just, again, the tone of this and the way she's talking about it, it makes it sound like I, I've honestly been in this situation where I was seeing somebody for a bit and I just really did not like their sense of style. I thought mm-hmm. it was bad and it just, it bothered me and it was enough to like throw me off. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. So that is like, that could be a pretty important thing to some people. And if you think that's you, question asker, it might be better to to dip on this one. Mm. Mm. I know it's a little harsh, but just the, I'm looking in like the the replies and stuff too. Uh, one being he works in IT, so I'm fighting an uphill battle. <laughs> uh, but like again, kind of saying like. And then there's a bit of a stereotype there, but if you're somebody who works in a job that's kind of like back room, I do kind of like tech work. I don't typically have to, you don't have to like dress up business type of stuff. The business type of stuff for some people is kind of an avenue into figuring out fashion. So also if you don't have that, you don't really have any pressure to have to do that. It's again, it's just like, he's, if he's, if he's happy like that, you know, you can't, you can't fully push him into doing this thing that he wouldn't be interested in it on his own uh, without this kind of becoming a problem. And that reply from them, somebody was also asking him like, oh, do you think you'd be bothered if he asked you to change your style? And that's yeah. something to think about too. Cause there is like almost an insulting element of it and there's yeah. ways to approach it that aren't, but like, it's tough. It's fucking tough. It's, it's incredibly <laughs> tough. I, I tried with a friend of mine, uh, I had to pick out some new, I needed some new shit. Uh, so I was like, let's, uh, you want to go to the store with me? And he's like, sure. And I'm going around and I'm looking at stuff. And he's just like looking at me, look at stuff. He's not like looking at himself at anything. Right. And I'm like, hey, those are, those are some nice shirts. We could check out the clearance. And he's like, yeah, whatever you want. If you want to check out the clearance, you can. Like he right. just had no interest in it. And some people just don't. Like it's not of consideration for them what they what they wear on the day to day, right? Uh, they just put some shit on their body so they're not naked. Uh, and some people live like that, and it kind of has to be okay for them to to do that because it's like a choice that you make. And we're all about people being able to make choices. Uh, but but if it is bothering you, then maybe you got to bounce. I think maybe you're right. Yeah, and I I would encourage this person as I would all people because I think it's a fulfilling kind of good thing to get into and a. The clothes are fashion's kind of a means of communication. There's a lot of cool shit you can do with it. I, I encourage people to get into that if you're somebody who it seems overwhelming to or haven't been into in the past. Because again, look at us. <laughs> Fucking a lot of people have had that experience. It yeah. can it can take a while to kind of figure it all out because it is very complex. I found some more details uh in a reply that's gonna lead me to my last point here. Uh, but I, I think I'd read on specifics of what this guy's uh, dress. Because mm. somebody is asking, what does dress like a teenager mean? Like jeans and a t-shirt, athleisure, silly graphic tees. Sure. And they made the IT comment. And they said, uh, it's not that I don't like his style. He is in a band and he loves music. So he wears a few band shirts that look cool. 
It's just that he'll pair it with basketball shorts he's had since like high school. Ooh. A lot of his wardrobe is just so dated. When I say he dresses like a teenager, I mean he literally wears the same clothes he had as a teenager. Mm. Okay. And this this gets me to at least this is a bit addressable because there's a difference between like I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and I didn't put too much thought into it, but like that fucking works. That's a yeah. tried and true whatever. Versus if you're walking around, if you go to a fucking restaurant on a date in basketball shorts, dude, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> that's not good. But that that, yeah. that is an easily addressed thing where you could kind of be like, you're kind of still wearing all these old clothes. Like, what if we got you some good fucking jeans or something? You can even offer as like a gift or something. I'll get you some good jeans. If you can get just like, and this is getting into fashion too, focus on kind of the basics first, and then you can kind of figure out stuff. Once you have, you know, your basic, you found jeans you like, you got some t-shirts you like, you can add on to that and go from there. But that combo, that served me well for like five years after I realized I was dressing like shit. And that carried me through those five years of dressing like, oh, okay, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And so maybe we can get you there pretty easily, I think. So you, you feel me on this? Yeah, yeah uh it's it's a matter of it's just getting the hook somehow like for me it was shoes like i was like i was like you know i kind of like those shoes what are these shoes i've been wearing oh they're dog shit (laughs) Uh, so like if you can yeah if you can find some kind of hook for him it's like some kind of piece of fashion that he can get into and wrap his head around then uh, he'll start to build the rest of it around that right a good point on the shoes too I think finding just a good pair of jeans is is very versatile. And also getting into it, I don't know, shoes can be a little more straightforward to right. get into. And uh, if he's somebody who's like always been wearing tennis shoes, I, I had a big like getting into shoe thing when I got my first pair of boots, like dress mm. boots, mm. get some leather boots of some kind, even some docks or something. It was just fucking fun. You're walking around in these big boots. You're like, I feel different with these different clothes I'm wearing. I yeah. wonder where that could lead. And then the wheels start turning. Uh, and then you're wearing a flannel and you have a cool mustache. <laughs> My winter <laughs> style is kind of boring. I have pretty cool summer style. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll prove it in the, in the warmer months. You'll see <laughs> florals everywhere. <laughs> florals as far as the eye can see. Uh, my eyes can see over to this next Reddit question. Are you ready for it? Let's hear it. Day after anal pain. Uh Uh-oh. Just like it says, just started my anal training. It's feeling great when I am thrusting on my plugs, but my biggest problem is the next day my hole hurts so bad I can barely (laughs) stand it. Last night, I have to admit I became extremely horny and was really riding my plug, but I am ready to move up maybe. I want to work up to dildos and such, but can use advice. This is posted by Red MFN sixty. So they're getting, they're getting pain in in the butt as they're kind of working through bigger butt plugs, doing one yeah. of those like training set things. And we're talking day after anal pain, which uh, if you are experiencing pain or discomfort in the following day, you have you have fucked up somehow in the middle. Uh. You can work up to bigger things. You just have to do so in a way that is uh, like ergonomic to your body. 
uh, you know, you want an ergonomic butt experience. You can't, you can't just be cramming a fucking clementine in your pooper. Too big. It's true. It's totally true. Um, and I say that as somebody who has become uh, perhaps a bit too aggressive with myself at times. Oh yeah. Uh, and experienced uh, pain or discomfort the following day, and it's not good. Don't do that. Uh, but that being said, I've come through. Okay, like you want to avoid it, but you're not. You're not in bad shape. Like you're not gonna. You know. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Just try not to do it again. Was it kind of typically? Would it typically happen? You're trying to size up, or you're you're going harder than you normally would. Little column A, little column B. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm somebody with a lot of, uh, <laughs> with like a lot of latitude. It's actually, I can do a lot of things. Hell yeah, <laughs> Renaissance fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what, because that's what I was wondering. Where it's just like, I, I've never had, I've seen these kind of on sex shops. You get like the ascending sizes of butt plug, and mm-hmm. the idea is kind of, you've got a small one to start with. You can work your way up. I'd never used it. I kind of just had a small one and a middle one and a bigger one. Sure. Uh, using with partners, it kind of just, well, it wasn't, wasn't typically like not very experienced partners mm-hmm. or not, not people who are having particularly much trouble with it. Right. Uh, Cause you know, some people have a, are going to have a harder time than others just in terms of like how your body is, or if you got any, if you got any kind of issue. Right. Uh, so I would ju- I just I just slow it down a little bit, yep. particularly if you have just jumped to a new size. Maybe chill on that, or maybe use it, but don't be like thrusting on it really fucking hard the first time around. That's that is something that I that I think is uh, an important facet of this. You talk about thrusting on the to- on the on the yeah. plug. Plugs are not thrusting toys, right? That's why um, it wraps around at the end and yeah, gets thin. All of a sudden, it stays. Yeah, so it stays. Still, so like, don't be don't be thrusting with a plug. Uh, my advice until until you have mastered that size of plug, <laughs> uh, right? Then then you know stick with it, stick with that size. And like, yeah, it's about aggression. It's about managing your your rage meter. <laughs> <laughs> I I just also like health wise too. If you're seeing any blood. Uh, yeah, get get that checked off. out. Yep, get things checked out just in case. Um, yep. but yeah, t- typically it sounds like take it, take it a little bit easier. Yep. Don't uh, don't be making giant leaps through this right. process. You want to take a a leisurely stroll through the forest of different size butt plugs. And the the final point I want to make on this, and this is something that I've heard from uh, pornographic actors. Uh, they say that you gotta you gotta consider yourself an athlete. Uh, uh, you gotta you gotta give your body time to recuperate when you've like you know when you're going to the championship. You don't immediately play <laughs> the next day. You know that's a good point too. And just in terms of taking breaks, listen to your body. If you're feeling yeah. sore, maybe don't do that for a bit until you're not feeling sore. That's right. Good luck with it, though, because it, it's fun to to be getting into the the new things and fucking adding all this excitement. Just make sure you're you're doing it responsive. Don't get too lost in the sauce. Be like, we're going up fucking three sizes. <laughs> and I'm going to jump up and down on a trampoline and it's attached to a fixture on the ground. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Uh, do do this, though. Do send us your questions, because it's time for the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Make a statement. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, oh! Question time. Question time. Will I say a question rhyme? I sure did. It's the question box, the <laughs> section of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us, and we'll answer them, and we'll introduce them so good. If you'd like to do that, you can find a link to the question box on our website, rftb.me, or on our social media, Twitter, at rftbpod, or Instagram, at Radio Free Tote Bag. You don't have to make an account. You type it in. We usually record Tuesdays, do it before like Tuesday afternoon. Well, we'll do it that week. And this week, we got four questions. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that because three of those came in today. We didn't even, I didn't even post the link today. So thanks, folks. I feel like people kind of get the schedule now. Nice. Good looking out. Uh, so we got four in here. Yeah, what do you want to do first? We have some. We, there's one particular one in here I can't start with yet, but that I was very excited about. Let's go with. Uh, here we go. I'm having trouble deciding whether or not to commit to a guy I've been dating for about eight weeks. If we decide that we're dating exclusively, does that mean I need to delete my dating apps? I think that it does. If you're dating exclusively, then you're not actively looking for other people to date. So I actually I make like a show of it. Like I have the conversation with the partner and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm thinking we, you know, we just date each other. And uh, they go, you know, I think that sounds agreeable. And I go, okay, very well. And I pull up the lifestyle tab on my <laughs> iPhone. And I go and I start deleting the apps. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm deleting the app. That's where exclusive we're doing. And it's, go, the new, oh. it's the new Facebook official is deleting the apps. Yes. Yes, it is. A modern that's, sign that's of, about it. of commitment and heart connection. I've, I feel that too. I've, I've, definitely done like if i if i've talked to somebody and like uh i like you a lot maybe we, maybe we start how about we make this official and they're like that sounds good then i'm the same you want to kind of just knock it because I don't, I don't know at that point what what's the point here yeah kind of just open it to kind of distract yourself from this person which is fine like if you don't want to have a monogamous thing but like just don't do a monogamous thing then right right uh I think if if both partners have agreed on monogamy as the arrangement, I think that's I think this is what being exclusive means is deleting the dating apps. Right. Uh so you've been dating for about eight weeks. It's also if we decide that we're dating exclusively. So you haven't you're not quite sure yet. I mean also just this is this is two months in. Yeah. You're still kind of figuring stuff out. It sounds like you still got some uncertainty. Maybe just don't rush to doing the commitment thing sure. yet. Sure. Maybe this person, you know, isn't quite right. It doesn't mean you have to end it. You just kind of keep seeing each other casually and see what happens. But also, like, if he is trying to make the thing exclusive, try to communicate that so that right. you're, you know, you're not, you're not leading somebody on or uh, in a situation where you're, where you're, you know, they're kind of expecting, oh, we're starting this relationship thing and you're not down for that. That's, that's just going to end in, uh, end in trouble there. Mm -hmm. Uh but specifically, you're kind of asking about the dating apps. If you are dating exclusively, maybe consider like if it is a poly thing you're looking for, just like a casual mm -hmm. relationship. Um, but again, if that's not what this person wants, it might just mean it's not it's not meant to be. 
Maybe that's what that means. It could be. Could be. A, a flock of horns flew by, as you heard. I think it could be a sign. <laughs> uh but also just take just take it easy too with it being this early in like don't it can be easy kind of to psych yourself out of things when like it's coming up on this point where you might have to commit and sometimes that's like just kind of a gut reaction you're doing to avoid getting hurt uh mm -hmm. or you know a, a, a myriad of other kind of experiences may, may lead you to kind of acting like that I, i've been in that situation so i guess just relieving the pressure yourself enjoy the time you have to get you have together you know, kind of communicate where you're at, uh, but don't kind of, it's, I mean, it is important to think about where your heart's at and if you're really into this person or not, but don't like spend w too much time here kind of, what, I don't fucking know and all that. Cause right. it's just, it just sounds like you aren't ready and just give it a little more time. Right. If you, if you are ready to go exclusive with somebody, you will want to delete the dating apps. That's true too. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. If you're concerned about, like, do I have to, then this is not something you want to fully commit to. And that's fine. Yeah, and that's cool, too. It's just, again, be, be direct with the person and, you know, end it if you're, if you're not feeling that exclusivity thing and it's with day one. For sure. What else we got? Hey, guys, a bit of a weird one for you today. My wife and I are raising our five-year-old son, Topher. Topher, like many children his age, is a little too wild for his own good, and while we do discipline him with timeouts and small punishments, my wife has taken it a step further. When he misbehaves, she puts him in the, quote, punishment box, which is a dog kennel covered in cardboard, where Topher sits for 20 minutes, randomly interrupted by my wife playing an air horn close to his ear. Oh... I have tried to get her to stop this actual torture and get into therapy, but she refuses to change her ways, and I'm getting ready for a divorce. Any advice? Any advice on the Topher torture box? <laughs> <laughs> is this real? This, that's, this is where I was standing, because there's a few things here. Number one, Topher. That's a ridiculous <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I, I was like, oh, fuck, maybe, you know, She's going too far on the time outside, but fucking tell me, God, that you were joking about your wife blasting Please. your child at point blank range with an air horn. That is not what air horns stand for. No, that we is not, not. Yeah, we do not advocate this use of air horns. They are used for for three things. They are used for celebrating at a basketball game. They are used for creating an unsettling atmosphere in a Rick Burger video, <laughs> and they're for announcing that you should break up with somebody. For reggaeton, four uses. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's part of like a sick drop or something, and right. like hyping, hyping up with the song, and that's that's cool. Uh, but yeah, this is this is definitely abuse. This is if it's cool real territory, yes, definite abuse, not only of Topher but of uh, the the sacred horn that we love so much. <laughs> but as you know. Uh, much like guns, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with an air horn is a good guy with an air horn. And that's why I'm saying you got to get a bigger air horn. And if your wife blasts chauffeur, you blast your wife. How about that? <laughs> I give it one of these. Yeah. It should be like, oh, that's horrible. I should stop doing this to our beloved son, Topher. Our beloved five-year-old son, Topher. <laughs> our wild and crazy son when he's in the 
punishment box. Punishment okay, box. a dog kennel covered in cardboard. If I, I was a rambunctious child, and if somebody tried to put me in a dog kennel covered in cardboard, I'd just be ripping up that cardboard. That's true. That's not or, an effective barrier. I would. I was the kind of kid that I would like. If I had had a dog kennel that was my size available to me, I would be hanging out in the fucking dog kennel. It would be also no punishment that. to me. Yes. I was very excited when we got a dog because he had a big kennel and you could go in. Yeah. I don't know what the game was, but I was in the kennel and that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. As if this is actually your wife reported to child services, take Topher and run far, far away yep. uh, and get everybody into therapy. But I, I think this is fake. I pray, I pray. to God that this is fake. Yeah. Okay, you know what's not fake? Here's, not a little, fake. here's a little more serious one. Hello, RFTB boys. Hello. I have a weird relationship with death. I don't show much emotion when family members die. I haven't even cried once. But when a pet dies or an emotional scene occurs in TV or video games, I bawl my eyes out. Am I some kind of sociopath? If you are a sociopath, I am too, because I have a very similar relationship with death. Uh, grandmother's funeral. I had that, you know, that, that cry that's not really like a full on ball, but like a, <laughs> right. One of those. I had like a little sniffly incident. Uh, uh, grandfather's funeral. Uh, same thing. Uh, as far as other family members, I haven't had anybody else like any closer than that. Uh, but I have, I've never reacted like really, uh, really intensely to those um the fucking like children of men makes me cry really like really fucking hard that movie really gets to me like every fucking time or like uh the scene in pulp fiction where uh butch freaks out on fabian over like not getting the watch like that scene where he's screaming yeah. at her and throwing shit around that makes me cry uh but not not the death of anybody close to me this is interesting. I, I, I have really specific memories of like the same situation and what you're talking about, too. Uh, also interesting because I, I, I think I'm a pretty empathetic person. I feel shit very heavily when I see it happen to other people or hear about it. And I think you're the same way, Arthur. So it's interesting to me that that's a commonality because it seems like it would be the opposite. I think you'd figure we'd be like sobbing our eyes out at a funeral. Uh I have a very distinct memory of that same situation of being like eight years old at my grandpa's funeral and watching people sob and just, just feeling like this bizarre overwhelmed emptiness. Like it was such just yeah. overwhelming, absurd thing. And I remember thinking the same thing. And I, I started crying. Cause I was like, why am I not crying? Like it was this sure. really viscerally upsetting thing to me of like, what's wrong with me that I'm not reacting like everybody else here. Uh, but obviously that's not the case. Like it, Death is like the most intense thing we face, basically. Everybody's going to have to deal with it. Everybody's thinking about it. it. It informs fucking everything. It's a fundamental part of existence. And so it's understandable that everybody's going to have different reactions to it because it is such a fucking overwhelming thing that's kind of outside our usual grasp. The idea of somebody who was there, but you had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they're not there today. If you didn't physically kind of see them die, there's kind of this element of like, they're never like gone. What the fuck? Like yeah. they talked to him yesterday or you see the body and it's like, it just doesn't quite add up. And I, I think that kind of lack of 
emotional response kind of as you're putting it. I don't think it's that. I think it's more of a being overwhelmed with emotions and kind of not knowing how to process it, being frozen. At least that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think very similarly, uh, everyone reacts to everything differently. And these particularly intense things like the there's just this insane variety of ways you can react to it i'm reminded of uh i was in a car accident when i was like uh 16 17 years old my buddy was driving his car uh he was in the front seat uh driving the car his girlfriend was in the passenger seat next to him and then i'm behind his girlfriend in the passenger side back seat and my girlfriend is in the driver's side back seat uh, we ping ponged between uh, a semi and the dividing wall going Ugh. like 75 miles an hour spinning in this 92 firebird. Um, the fucking back wheels of the semi hit the back left corner panel of the car and spun us again after we had come to a stop. Jesus it was fucking Christ. insane. Fucking insane. Um, as soon as the car comes to a stop, every one of us, there's a chorus of, are you okay? Are you okay? And we hear everyone in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, I, st- I burst into laughter. Uh, the driver started punching the steering wheel. His girlfriend started sobbing and my girlfriend went completely blank. So like everybody had an incredibly different reaction to the same accident. Right. And there's so, no right reaction among right. those either. Right. You know, it, it's we're fucking extremely complex things and life is infinitely more complex than that with all the interactions it yeah. just kind of makes sense. Big events. You're going to gonna process them different. I'll say, too, back to what I was saying about kind of the absurdness and kind of just the vagueness of somebody just being there one moment and gone the next. I definitely had more emotional reactions uh, later in life. I've had a, a couple friends kill themselves, and I've had a couple other friends die in out-of-nowhere circumstances. And, uh, and those ones that definitely hit me harder. Because there's also that element of like, and I think this goes back to pets too, as you were saying, I, I was similar as a kid. I lose it when I, when my bird died as a kid, I think it's that degree to which you were kind of in close proximity to that thing. And especially when it's a young person or like a pet, there's kind of this element of like taking the life aspect for granted, do this to ourselves yeah. sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, and so when that happens, it's so like right there and close and kind of unexpected that 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 hit me a bit more viscerally than something like a grandparent where it's kind of like there is it's it's less absurd that that they you're kind of expecting that they're going to die at some point right they're older it's kind of more on the mind uh so i think that can be an element of it too all to uh, say you're not a sociopath <laughs> right it's you know everybody kind of reacts in their own way as we were saying and also just Somebody also did the questioning sociopath thing and would have intrusive thoughts and be like, oh, God, am I like irredeemably fucked up? Our brains do fucking crazy stuff. And you're not the thoughts that come popping through your brain and you're not the reactions you have or you don't have. You know, it's just those are just kind of elements of how you're you're reacting to things. It, it doesn't need to it doesn't mean that deep down like you are soulless and you felt nothing in that moment because you clearly did. You just it was overwhelming, it sounds like. Uh, can I leave this uh, particular conversation on a Ram Dass quote? Yeah. Uh, Pete Holmes talks about this often. Um, let's see. Death doesn't need to be treated as an enemy to delight in life. 
to see it as a culminating adventure of this adventure of life. It is not an error. It is not a failure. It is taking off a tight shoe that you've worn well. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's like a part. It's just, it's what's next. What's going to happen to everybody. So I would encourage you too to spend some time reflecting on that and just thinking about that too. If it's something that maybe has been bothering you uh, or you haven't so much, because I, I kind of had a negative obsession with thinking about it and all the bad sides uh, in the past that gave me insomnia and all this shit. But to, uh, the quote you read, Arthur, and, and, and kind of that mentality. I think once you kind of adopt seeing death as just like another bounds, you know, there's a left side and a right side, to you, and they both end at a point. Life's effectively the same way. I kind of see it as all that shit is out there all at once. And there's an end and a beginning, but it's like, I don't know, the word end has all these human connotations to it. When it comes down, it's just kind of a boundary at the end of things. And I don't know when you think about it as an essential part of you like that, it becomes less of a scary thing and more of, I don't know, it, this is just part of this entire experience. It wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be me without that. God knows what I would be like a mortal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> the immortal bless. Oh, no. That's a lot of time to fill. Uh yeah, but they, they, oh yeah, we we struggle hard enough to fill two hours every week. Imagine if we had eternity. <laughs> We're gonna run, literally run out of questions. There are no more questions to answer. We've been doing this for a million years. We gotta get a new topic. <laughs> uh, thank you, this listener, for sending this in. Too, I really liked yeah. this question. Uh, and and getting into more, I don't know, the kind of like philosophical and just like deep seated emotional human shit. I really like talking about that. So. Me too. Thanks for sending that in. I, I hope we helped you out a bit. You're not a fucking sociopath. True ass. Uh, I got a last one. Last uh, question in the cue box here. Let's hear it. My girlfriend and I enjoy playing Bibio Bames, both together <laughs> and separately. One interest, one interesting quirk of ours is that we prefer to play as characters of the opposite gender. I play as Rosalina. She likes Rosalie. Rosaligi. <laughs> <laughs> We'll she come likes, back to that. <laughs> she likes Luigi. Uh, but it has come to our attention that our friend group thinks that this is odd and has suggested that one of us may be trans. While there is nothing wrong with being trans, it has taken some of the fun out of playing games for us lately. Any advice on how to overcome, how to get over this weird heteronormative hill? Ah, uh, that's fucking annoying. Yeah, that is irritating. Don't just, don't ask people weird fucking gender questions. There's a good rule. Don't ask people weird fucking gender questions. Sure. It's not like a, it's not, it's a heavy thing. You can't just be throwing, it's not like a joke to throw around. So I'm sorry you had to deal with that first of all. It's fucking right. irritating. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, obviously, this is fucking irrelevant. Unless it's not, but like, that's kind of up to you. Right. You know, it, this, this doesn't have to mean anything. Right. Uh, I follow a number of uh, uh, like trans meme pages and I see often this discussed as a topic like uh, like in memes. Somebody will be like, uh, I'm not trans. I just have only ever played as girls in video games and play hundred hour <laughs> RPGs where I get called a girl and I really, 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 really enjoy it. Um, 
So like it's it's exactly what Donovan said. It either means something or it doesn't. And if it doesn't mean anything to you, then it doesn't mean anything to you and you don't have to fucking worry about it. And your friends are just being goof asses because they saw too many memes talking about how if you play as a girl in a video game, you're probably trans. That's possible too. Like if it it, it it could also just be coming from a place of like not bad intention, but at the same time, like again, a good general rule. Don't, don't fucking, ask people don't weird be, fucking gender questions. Exactly. It's it's just it's just not cool. It's not going to go well. And if you want to talk about that stuff, personally, very close with somebody, have it a one on one. Make sure they're cool talking about it. Conversation, yeah. not a fucking joke you throw out when you're hanging out. That's fucking shitty. And if you're if okay, if somebody's gender is an issue for you, first of all, don't have it be. <laughs> uh. Secondly, if you have like questions about somebody's gender, if you if you simply must bring it up in a private environment and if if they were trans, they would come to you if it became important for them to come to you to talk about it. So right. blanket statement, don't ask people with fucking gender questions. Right. Yeah, and I, that's also if I'm if I'm talking like one on one stuff, I'm talking you got a friendship with somebody, you've talked about this sort of things. It's a comfortable thing. Don't just go up and be like, "So, so what's your gender? What's your so what's gender? your gender?" <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, uh, not my gender is three genders wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that like all this being said, don't don't let this get to you. Pick whatever fucking characters if you want to. If you're right. thinking inside, and maybe you know, maybe there is something to it. You fucking investigate that if it's something you identify mm-hmm. with. But again, that's fucking your business. That's not for somebody else to be bugging or, or inquiring about. That's uh, right. Uh, also, I said we'd get back to it. Uh, Rosa Luigi. <laughs> uh, she's in space, but she's also a plumber in space. Base, I guess there's pipes for the there little have to the lumas, the little stars. Sure, they got a shit somewhere. Plumbers, there's a lot would, of them. You would have to have plumbers in space. Uh, one of the things that Kevin Smith brought up in uh, Clerks was talking about how many like plumbers and shit had to have gotten killed when the second Death Star got blown up because it was still being in construction. So there's just like all these fucking contractors and shit working on it, and the rebels come and blow it up. It's like fuck. How many innocent <laughs> people did you kill? So Rosa Luigi is a space plumber, and uh, yes, please create this character fan art. We need, we need Rosa Luigi. <laughs> Rosa Luigi is Rosalina. And, she she's from Animal Crossing, right? Uh, she's the Gal Mario Galaxy. She's like mm. the space princess Peach. She's not Peach. Peach is still in that game, but she's like she's like a cool space lady who's friends with all the stars. I think she's like a god or something. Actually, okay. She's traveling around the universe, hanging out with stars. That I think that makes you a god. Sure, normal people can't do that. Can't tell you this. What's that? I fuck with Bowsette heavy. Ooh, Bowsette's so fucking cute. Is that the the Lady Bowser? Yeah, that's Lady Bowser. I'm familiar with the Galaxy ones because I played them recently. And Bowsette's not even from of... anything. Bowsette is totally an internet creation. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought the whole thing with that was that there was an item in Mario that turned you into a girl. Maybe. I thought it came from an item, but it might have been that they came up with that item as a bit. Bowsette is a fan-made, moe, anthropomorphized, and gender-swapped version of the Mario franchise character Bowser, in which he's transformed to resemble the classic Princess Peach using a power-up. 
Okay. So, like, there's a fictional power-up that makes you like Peach. Bowser eats that power-up, becomes Bowsette. Uh, it's called Peach Hormones. Peach Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Peachy Skittles. Yeah. Good old Peachy <laughs> Skittles. I... I had something else to say on this one. Oh, la- last thing. You need your Bowstosterone blockers, too, if you're going to take <laughs> And they got to be in fun little Mario shapes. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Take your hormones and you hear like... Fuck yeah. Transgender star powers. We're fucking here for it. We're fucking here for it. Okay, so last thing. I don't know what the friend group situation is. If these are like kind of acquaintances or if these are close friends or anything, somebody you're close enough and you got the capacity to do it and you feel up to it might be worth taking them aside. Just being like, Hey, that wasn't cool. Like, yeah, that's not a cool thing to be asking about. And it's that, cause that's a fucking important thing for that, for people to learn. Again, it's not like, it's not on you to fucking be out there teaching everybody this, but if it is like a close friend situation, you're trying to preserve the friendship and shit. Right. Let them know it's not fucking cool, and it, yeah. it and it bothered you, and hopefully they're understanding about it. And then if they're not, then you know you can turn into Bowsette and fucking mulch <laughs> them with your big choppers. <laughs> you got fire breath too. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anti turf fire breath. <laughs> we all need that. Absolutely. All right, we are headed back to Reddit. Uh, my one true pairing is JK Rowling in the motherfucking guillotine because of fuck herbs. <laughs> one of your best lines. I love that. <laughs> All right. And we got, we're going back. We got one more Reddit question uh, back into the Reddit zone after the question box. And thank you again for your questions. Yes. And Reddit asks is this, do you include humor in your sex? I had a hookup recently who told me I was the best sex she ever had. Brag. I was really proud. Asked, why? She told me it was because I didn't take it too seriously and cracked jokes during the moment. I guess it was just really fun and not all hot and steamy. I then thought how different I was to a lot of people that I've met who want their sex to be serious and steamy. <laughs> serious and steamy. How often do you guys include humor into your sex? Does it make things better? And that was posted by Ore Seal. I think it's Ara Seal or Ara Seal. Ara Seal. Ara Seal. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, really? If there, I if there is laughter, I instantly become flaccid. <laughs> I can't laugh and have a boner at the same time. I feel it. It does. It can fucking disrupt the energy, uh, yeah, pretty dramatically. Which makes me feel like maybe my boner is a fragile thing. Like it, <laughs> it only. It's not like a particularly uh, durable erection. It's all uh, business. It doesn't. It doesn't take any bullshit. If it hears shenanigans going on, it's like, like oh, all right, cool, okay, all right. Fine. I don't even care. You don't even need me. Fuck my time, then. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See y'all later, you fucking goof troopers. That being said, if there is, I have there, I can recall one time there was a good laugh during 69. Can't remember what was said or what happened. Uh, it comes back. It's not like, it, it's, not like it's gone forever. You just start 69ing and you just 
start losing your mind laughing because 69. <laughs> It's what we're doing. We're doing the sex number. Yeah. Uh, I I personally, this is depends on the situation. Sure. Because you got sex with different tones sometimes. Sometimes it's real aggressive and you're just fucking going for it. And sometimes it's like a lazy thing. You're just kind of both laying in bed and you're getting each other off and it's great. Uh, and sometimes it is, it's a ridiculous situation, maybe, or you were mm-hmm. in a goofy mood previously, or you're trying to do stuff and it's just not working out. Sometimes that's funny. And sometimes like that, so it doesn't kill the the thing for me. Cause sometimes that's like, if somebody's feeling a little nervous or like uncomfortable, that kind of, that kind of helps a bit of like, this doesn't have to be, a, this isn't like a fucking, this does not have to be a formal thing. It's okay to sure. like feel, feel shy or anxious or in fact or i would hate you. to describe it as a formal thing true uh but i do i do feel it, you know if you were having one of those more aggressive or more like just real fucking into it steamy and serious as they put it <laughs> uh then i'll you know a laugh all of a sudden can kind of break the flow of things and then it's that then that's uncomfortable and maybe maybe your boner runs off because it's a real serious boner. Uh, uh, lately, my context sex, dependent. My sex has been rather steamy in that it has been purchased from the internet and launched from a launcher. And I'm trying to make a steam joke here. Oh, very steamy in the sense that I have there's like a CD key that you have to enter on some of them. <laughs> some of the sexual experiences, yeah, need to enter the CD. Okay, yeah, right, right. There's like a there's like a FAQ and like a community page on some of the sex that I've been having. Aren't Steam games online downloads? Why would you need a CD key? Uh, apparently there is some of them. There are, huh? Well, today we learned sometimes you need a CD key for Steam, and sometimes you need to not hawk your little jokesters when you're getting serious and steamy. <laughs> and sometimes you try to make a Steam joke about sex and steamy, and it don't land. But you camp out on it for a minute anyway. It's a noble effort. I, I appreciated watching the process in motion. <laughs> Get me there. <laughs> uh, I think it kind of answers it for me, though. It's like I, it kind of depends on the situation. Sometimes it's kind of it's fun and ridiculous because sex is fun and ridiculous. And sometimes you're embracing that. But sometimes sometimes you don't want to do that to fuck up the mood if it's not that kind of mood. For sure. And and don't laugh at Arthur. Hmm. Don't laugh when you're having sex with Arthur because no. it'll really piss off the penis. <laughs> it'll Peanut really rage. piss off the penis. <laughs> <laughs> well delivered. Thank you. Uh, it's the end of the show. We've oh, we're here. We are end of the main feed episode for this week. And you know what we're remembering, though? What are we remembering? We're remembering to do shout-outs for the yeah, first walking time on a main episode, even <laughs> are though we we've intended do to. Do we want to make that uh, canon that we do them as, like, the first thing of the admin? I guess we should probably do that, yeah. Yeah. Let's start shouting them out. Hey, this is for our Patreon subscribers at the $10 a month. Friend of the show level, we shout you out on the show. We've got spreadable fruit. We've got daddy. We've got... 
my dad. <laughs> We've got Bruce. Bruce, ten dollar a month pay. Yes, he demanded that it be the shout out tier. So this one's for you, Dad. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Ryan from episode one hundred and five. I got some. We we talked about this, Ryan. This is this one's for fucking rich homie. Click clack. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Abigail, who I love very much. Oh. Uh, uh, we've got Rich Homie Barb, who I love very much, hey. in a different way. Because <laughs> <laughs> different, there's different kinds of relationships, you know. That's true. So, girlfriends, managers, kind of in the same same wheelhouse. I asked your dad if he wanted any sound effects because I was talking to him earlier, and he was like, uh, "What about the like uh, the horse race, like call to the races, like the horn, like the." And I went, yeah, yeah. And he goes, or you could do something funny, whatever. You want to do. <laughs> well, we did something funny. Maybe we could, <laughs> we could find some root-doot horns at some point. Some root-doot-doot. Perhaps we can get all Nate up in here. Uh, I completely botched how this was supposed to transition into, oh, wait, what's this? You're hearing all of these names being shouted out. These people sound lovely, and they sound like they're having a great time enjoying a bonus episode every week. How did they do it? Patreon.com slash RFTB. It's our Patreon. Where for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every week. Often, actually, every time with the guests so far. Every guest has has been down to stick around, which has been very fucking cool. That's actually not true. The Star Trek communists didn't join us behind the paywall. Oh, fuck. Well, we were kind of starting it that week. Almost everybody. <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> folks stick around and we'll we uh, spin a kink wheel with them. We we go on to some other some other topics out there. Sometimes we're investigating a, a, a perhaps a website or a particular kink for the week, uh, and a guest helps us with that, and it's a great time. Five dollars episode every week, yeah, and uh, ten dollars you get the you get the shout out. And uh, oh, also, we got the Discord going, which is a good fucking time. Oh, yeah. So hop on that Patreon. You can join us in there, see some streaming, shit some posts. It's lovely. <laughs> How close are the tote bags? Are we, I have my understanding. That I have them. Let's fucking announce it. I have them up. And uh, I forgot because I have been an application zone. Sure. But now I am not. Uh, so we're, we have tote bags created. It's a tote bag. With a picture of us in a tote bag on the tote bag. And a tote bag says Radio Free Tote Bag. And if you're into that, I'll put the link to those uh, in the description for this episode. I just did it on, uh, I don't even remember the name of it. One of those places that'll print stuff and you send the design. Uh, But straightforward tote bag. I figure for the first merch item, because a lot of people have asked, we get that out there. And then uh, down the line, we're working with some artists to maybe get some more custom type merch made shirts and shit uh so keep an eye out fuck yeah uh our intro song is the song hanging on by the band nowhere you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com and our outro song is the song stephanie by the hayfellows you can find them on instagram.com slash the hayfellows or on spotify by searching three words and those words are the hayfellows oh thanks for joining us on this week's episode, we love you very much, and we want you to join us behind the paywall, which we're going to record here in a second. It's going to be great. Th- it's going to be really good. I'm going <laughs> to get a soda and some more Kratom before we record the next one.
I'm I'm gonna do that. I wish I had a soda. I'm gonna get kratom and some more water. Nice. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.